0: Glory be to God. It is a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. I thank God for everything that he's doing, what he's going to do, how he has actually blessed us every day to be able to have the things that we need. Um, and, and remember, we got to continue to pray for others more than we pray for ourselves. But this is a time, people, where we got to stay focused because God has a a great work. He has for us to do. We can't be looking back. We can't allow distractions. We can't let adversity stop us from doing what we need to do. It's crazy because as I was going through this journey all last week and this week, God allowed me to hear the messages from many people, uh, hearing the testimonies. And you know, the more and more I was hearing the testimonies the more and more I learned about adversity and how We can sometimes allow our situations to distract us from what we're doing for God and we get sidetracked and then we're doing something over here, doing something over there. We're getting lost and it's very important. And this is why I want to talk to you guys today, because I know a lot of you have decided that you're going to try to walk this journey and you're going to try to do what the Lord wants you to do. And when you're on this journey and you're doing the work for the Lord, just know the enemy is not going to rest. He's going to continue to keep trying to make you feel like what you're doing doesn't matter or that you're not helping someone who needs this because truly the enemy has his hand in a lot of things he's here hurting the people to the point where they feel like they don't want to live anymore we have people taking their lives because they have lost all hope but if we can reach someone and we can give them confidence to know that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he does save and that he does love us and that he does have good intentions for us if we can just let people hear that word you don't know how much that would save somebody's life. And being the fact that you are a big part in saving someone's life, the enemy is going to do things to you and he's going to attack you harder. And And that is why you have to stay grounded. You can't allow yourself to slip because you need everything you possibly can to fight off the enemy. And that's why Jesus gave us the word of God. He gave us, you know, prayer. He gave us fasting because he wants us to be trained to know how to defeat the enemy. And if you you can't defeat the enemy, if you don't know the word of God, period, because the enemy is going to continue to keep coming with you. He's going to keep propositioning you. He's going to keep making you think what you're doing is not worth it, but you have to know the word in order to be able to fight back. But if you don't have the word to fight back, then, then you have nothing. That is your weapon. That's all you got. You got to be able to fight back because it's all a mind thing. He wants to destroy your mind so that you are confused and you don't know where you're going. And then you're back into the same situation you started. Because when we came on this journey and we told Jesus Christ that we wanted to do something, we meant what we said. But you got to work hard to keep it because God wants to know, are you in this or you're not? You, you got one foot in and you got the other foot out. But we have to remember that Christ is always with us. He's never going to leave us. And even when things don't seem like it's going our way, trust there is a plan. And the same thing with Jesus Christ. He had to follow some things and, and he didn't quite understand. You know, we, we talk about a lot of times how Jesus Christ even asked the father, Lord, why have you uh, forsaken me? Because it felt like at times for him, the burden was just so heavy. But but God knew what his son could take. And even still knowing that burden was heavy and, and that Jesus was asking, is there any other way? He still was able to master the plan to do what the father wanted. And that's true love. When you love someone and when you're dedicated to something, you don't just give up on it. You have faith enough to pull yourself out of it to continue to do the work of the Lord. And we have to. Because there's too many people leaving this world in such a way. It's just so bad. You know, they they wake up in the morning with the same burden, not knowing, you know, if this is going to be the day they're going to take their life. We have to start speaking up. For Christ, we have to start letting his children know that, you know what the enemy is filling your head up with lies. There is a way. Yes, you're going to go through things. It's going to upset you. And yes, you're going to lose people along the way. But believe me, all these things that you go through, it is a normal process of life. This is something that has to happen because it's been going on for years. God warned us about the things that were going to take place in the Bible. He don't want us to get all razzled and out of control and, and worrying and, and running because we have power. Uh, Christians in general don't realize how much power they have. If you believe in Christ and you are a believer, if you believe in Christ and you know that God is your savior, you have great power. If, if you just have a little faith, Jesus said just a little faith that you could do a lot of things. You could do great things. If you just have a little faith, you could do great things. But, just because you're on a journey with God doesn't mean that everything's gonna be easy, and the more that you're doing and the and the bigger impact you have on the ministry, you're gonna be a heavy target. The enemy's not going to let up on you because he wants to destroy you because he sees what God has for your life, and sometimes we are the ones, not the enemy, but sometimes we are the people that mess up that whole plan because I don't believe that every single thing that we do in our lives that wrong. Is the enemy's fault. We have knowledge sometimes to know that that ain't right, but we choose to do it because we feel like it's something that our flesh wants and we have to learn how to fight the flesh. That's why fasting is so important. I had to learn that I have to fast because I've, especially when you are called to do a work and, and God has jobs, certain jobs for you to do, you need to be able to be in the spirit all the time. You need to be able to discern what is right and what is wrong and and you have to stay prayed up but the flesh is going to always fight with you on some things because it's 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 the flesh. And we it's a part of the world. We're not a part of the world. We we decided that when we wanted to follow Christ that we were going to be doing a different type of work. We were going to be doing a different type of walk. So, whatever walk or work that is, you got to understand that you're going to be attacked because the enemy don't want you to do it. He knows what God has for you. And so the goal is to continue to keep working hard at whatever it is that God puts you in charge of, because that is all that is important. Nothing else is important. Yes, if you feel like you want to do something on the side and you want to make an impact in people's lives, if it's positive, then absolutely. God doesn't have a problem with you doing something positive, but but the key thing is you got a job to do, and that job means to do the, the, the important work first. That important work has to be done. You have to understand that when you came along and you said, Lord, I want to be able to do something great for you. I want to I want to I wanna be able to know you, God. I want to be able to help build the kingdom of heaven. When you're asking for a job like that, there's going to be much that's required. It's not an easy task. As we all know, we've seen the course that Jesus Christ had to take during this whole process to save our lives so that we can have a chance at everlasting life. It wasn't an easy job. None of us could be doing the job that Jesus is doing. We're just outsiders looking in. We only heard stories. We didn't really see the event. So we don't really know in our minds what it was like. We don't know what it felt like. He was the one that took that burden. So he is the one that can tell you what is best. He's the one that can be the intercessor. He's the one that can be the door because he laid down his life for us. And that is why he gets to tell you when, where, and how things are going to be done. Because a lot of us were still caught up in our own worldly way. That even though we, we know we're on with God, we still want to kind of, well, Lord, I want to do this. And like I said, it's nothing wrong with you doing something that you feel that you want to do that's going to make an impact in people's lives. But the problem is a lot of the works that we're doing on the outside ain't impacting nobody It's hurting people. We got a lot of things on social media that's hurting people. We're not sending a message that people need to hear. We're doing things that are showing other than the body of Christ. And if it doesn't line up with the body of Christ, you can't possibly feel that that work is important that has to be left alone. But if it's anything that's going to impact people and make people feel good and add value to something that's going to still keep promoting the kingdom, then then it's got to be what it is. But today was a conversation because I feel like a lot of us were choosing We're right now caught up in choosing what we want to do. And we're, we're finding ourselves leaning right back into that same old cycle that we used to get into. We're getting too comfortable. You get a taste. It's good. You get a swig. And then you want to, you know, you want to go back to the same ways. You want God to save you. You want God to make you well, but then you want to go back to the same ways. We cannot forget where we've come from. We got to remember what God has done. We got to remember what God had to do. We need to go back to that lowly place. We need to find, we need to go back to that hurt and that pain. When, when Jesus Christ was there, when we were doing the unthinkable, but he lifted us up and he he saved us. So it shouldn't be hard to say, Lord, I want to remain. I want to continue this work. We can't dabble with the devil. It's either you're in or you're out. And if you're going to sit here and entertain something that isn't of God, then you're already saying what it is. There is no use for you if you want to continue to dabble with outsiders because they can't add anything to the kingdom. They're only here to tear it down. And the only thing that these people can do is distract you from doing your work because you're putting more time into things that are nonsense. And then the word lacks Or your your gift lacks. Whatever you do. I I necessarily can't just say the word. But whatever it is that God has you to do. You're lacking because you're caught up in trying to gain access to something. That maybe God is saying not now. You need to focus on this work. People don't understand how important this work is. How important it is for this work to be done. There's a lot of people doing the devil's work. And they're doing a good job at doing the devil's work. But God's work has to be done. It has to be. Because there's too many people working for the enemy. You don't have as many people working for God as you have doing, and, it, and it's sad because Jesus is the lover of all. He created all. There are people right now who should be doing things for Christ, who should be mastering this thing of helping people get to the kingdom of heaven, who should be leaders who have had have been called. They've been called to preach and they've done things and they, they're, they're mega pastors and mega singers the mega rappers Mega gospel artists, they call themselves, but their hearts are far from God. They were called. And now God has to now go outside of those things. And he has to find people like us who can share the gospel so that somebody will run across it and hear it and be changed. Because right now, everything is being taught wrong. They're, they're, they're lying the, the, every every five minutes you got somebody saying this is what the Lord says and they don't even know that this is blasphemy. They don't realize what they're putting on their life when they're sitting here saying that this is what the Lord says. And no and it's not. You cannot preach the word of God and be a liar. You cannot preach the word of God and be a slacker. You cannot preach the word of God and dabble and dance with the devil. You can't. It's only one way or no way. That is why it's very important. Jesus was very clear, even with the disciples. If you want this thing, then follow me. If you're in it, then then continue to do the work. Trust in me. Put your faith in me. Put everything in me and I will give you what you need. You cannot bear fruit without me. You need me in everything. And now it makes sense. You can't do nothing in life without Christ. No matter how hard you try, no matter how much you think you know, you cannot. Everything you do in this world, if God has chosen you, if he have called you to do a work, answer to the call, do the work, because you were made for this. This is what he knows, even though you don't know that because you're just you're just a human being right now. God created you. He knows you inside and out, regardless of how you feel about yourself and what values you have, what education you may have. You know, it doesn't matter about any of that. This is what you were called to do. You cannot deny your gift. And every time you try to deny your gift, you're going to find yourself running right back to the Savior. When you go out of sight of God's will and you're doing something you're not supposed to do, because this is where you belong. You can't fight where you belong. You got to remain because this is what you wanted. When you called out to God and you said, Lord, I want to be better. I want to do this. I want to do that. You were you. you, That was promised. That was that was your heart calling out to God. God knows God delivers to the to the uh degree of your heart. He knows the measures of your heart. God gives us the desires. So if you're praying for something, you're saying, Lord, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to be better for the kingdom. I want to have a part in this thing because I see so many people doing your work, but I know there's something in me. It is something in you. That's why you're coming to the father asking for these things. You don't just go to the father asking for something just to ask for it. You're asking because it was meant for you to have it. He put something in you. He knocked at your door and you allowed yourself to listen and answer that call. But now that you're here and now that you have an opportunity to touch people in a way, now is the time to do that. Like I said, it's nothing wrong with doing other things, but just make sure you're not out of line. Make sure you're staying in line. Make sure that whatever you're doing, you're adding to the kingdom of heaven. That it's positive that you're uplifting people, not hurting people, because a lot of these things that we want. We're we're wanting things that aren't really adding to the value of what God wants us to do. It's not making an impact in this world on nobody. It's only tearing down people. But whatever you do, whatever work you do with your hands, make sure that it is uplifting someone. Make sure that the body of Christ is always present in that work that you're doing. If if you're going to do real estate. And I don't know why God has me going through all this stuff, but it's a message for myself. It's a message for everybody who's listening to this podcast. So hopefully everybody who's listening in will share this podcast It's very important. If you're doing real estate, do it to make an impact. Do it for the kingdom. If you know that there are people out there right now who can't afford to live, but you have a blessing is enough to buy a property and put people in there, then treat people right. God says, be fair in your dealings. Right now, people are raising and in, in price, what do you call it, price gouging off of people where they live that, that they can't even afford to pay their rent. They can't even afford to even buy food time because they don't have enough money to put it all there to give to the person to pay the rent. And it's a shame. Right now, people are struggling just to live, to find a place to live. Homelessness is at its high. So if you're gonna do that type of work, do that work for the kingdom. And make sure that whatever you do, give back to God. If you're going to, if whatever other business you plan on doing, if you plan on doing any type of social media, whatever it may be, because, yes, we do. We all have other things that we do that we make a living. God says, a man, that doesn't work, doesn't earn his wages. So, of course, you're going to have to do something that's going to bring an income. Absolutely. But whatever you do, do it cheerfully and do it in the in the presence of the Lord. Whether you're working at Walmart or if you're, if you're a cashier at McDonald's, whatever it may be, it's still a job and you still have a service. A lot of you who go to those fast food jobs, you have a ministry to do. You think that you're just there meeting people every day that come through that line, through that drive through. You think that that's, you're just there to just take an order? No, you're there to tell somebody something that they need to hear. Helly, how are you doing? You look beautiful today. How, how are you doing, sister? How are you feeling today? You got to stay encouraged. These are the things that we're supposed to be doing. But we we don't see that. You can go to any other place in the world. You can travel. You can travel around the world is what I'm trying to say. You know, my words get a little tight-tug, But you can go to any place in the world. Have a have a service job. And every time you go to these places, you see someone not enthused about what they're doing. They're angry. They're walking around with frowns on their faces. They're not greeting you impolite the people who do the um the the people even the people who does the delivery uh food uh service you you guys know what I'm talking about The people do the food service you know they bring in your food and the people who meet them at the door you will be amazed of how grumpy the people are receiving their food but that is an opportunity for you to say something to somebody to do a kind work for them to let them know that they're important And that you appreciate them. When people do something for you, you say thank you. Because from what I understand, if you can trust someone to bring your food to point A to point B and trust that person, then that's big. You need to be uplifting these people. These people out here transporting your stuff that you're going to put in your mouth. God didn't want us eating from strange places anyway, with strange hands. He wanted us to be very careful about what we take in things. Um, but we are getting consumed into the wrong things. We are hurting others and we're not uplifting others. So whatever work you do, do it at the satisfactory of the Lord. But God says everything, let it be done in the heavenly way. In the heavenly way, it's nothing wrong with you doing other things, but do it in a heavenly way. Let it al- allow it to leave an impact. You can give your opinions. You can whatever you do, whatever your job is. And and one of the things that I realize is that one of the professions that I, I see a lot, which I, I've actually seen. I have loved ones who actually do this type of job. They're influencers, An influencer can tell you every single thing they want to tell you about a product, a service, a brand, and they can make you feel so good, good enough where you want to give that thing a try. God wants us to be influencers for him. We don't have enough of those. We don't have enough people out here saying, you know what? I read this scripture today and it touched my heart. It's so good that I know it'll be good for you. We need to start promoting God, being an influencer for God. You want to be an influencer for everything else in this world that only can kill people, but not for the Lord. We got to be better people. Do your service, but do it for the heavenly Father. Everything you do, do it and make sure God is in it. Anything you do, make sure it adds value to somebody and doesn't hurt people. Be honest in your dealings. If you have to leave a review, if you, if you are an influencer, there's a lot of influencers. There's a lot of big sports players uh, that I heard listening to this podcast, and some some who I know personally. But what I will say to you is that if if this is what you're doing, do it for the Lord. Whatever impact you can make, a lot of you are giving to organizations, which is great. A lot of you are investing your money into something that can build up the kingdom, which is great. A lot of you who do have real estate, you're trying to make affordable housing for people who need it. That is great. You know, a lot of you who are influencers, you're telling people about products because you want people to know the real deal. You're not lying about it. You're giving them a look at something. It is great. But what you have to understand that if it starts to get to a point where it's not lining up with God, you could be a radio broadcaster. And, and work for the devil. If your words are not uplifting people and hurting people and adding value and not correcting what is wrong, then it is not any good for you. But if that radio broadcast is actually promoting good things and it is building up the kingdom and you're, you're making sure you're referencing heaven and, and you're sending people back to the source, then it is good. But remember, whatever work you do, You have to make sure that it is heaven bound, because if you start trying to go to these jobs and you're doing it and you're not happy about it, you're not joyous about the work that you're doing, God, of course, you're going to have to do work. A lot of the work that we go to is worldly. Yes, of course. There's no changing that. You can't change what you're set up to do. But while you're there, make a difference. And that is the key. Make a difference of where you are. God wants you to make a difference when you're doing something that maybe may not be your ideal thing. But if it's how you get paid, I understand that. That's how you take care of your families. Let God use you in that environment. God needs to put people in every industry. Every industry has to have somebody who is promoting something that will send them back to Him. You'll be amazed. But you have to stay focused. But the enemy is going to continue to try to knock you off balance because he knows the value that you have for the kingdom. And some of you who have been called to ministry, you have lost your way because you plan on still being a part of the world and then being a part of this whole thing. And you can't. There has to be a separation when you are a minister. There's just things you have to do. You can't line yourself up with the outside stuff because it will open up the door for the devil to come in and destroy you. So allow the Lord to use you the way that he has to use you. We all have to learn. Nobody's perfect. We've all got a past. We've all done things. No one is perfect. And the problem that we have today is that even the people who are supposed to be godly people right now, you got so many people today who are criticizing the person that they feel is not working with the full with with the uh, spirit of God. It's okay to call attention to some things, but when your channel only promotes talking about who ain't, who ain't, who ain't, who ain't, then how do you have time to read and understand what God wants you to do? How do you possibly have time to hear from God because you're so busy criticizing everyone and calling out their wrongs? How do you have time? How do you have time in your day to really talk to the Lord, to really know what God wants you to do? To really know who God wants you to encounter and what word you need to give to somebody else. Because what's, what's happening is you're so used to criticizing people that you don't no longer see good. You only see the mistakes. And therefore, a man who only sees mistakes can't possibly be from God. Because God says there's good in everyone. Even Paul. Paul killed Christians, but Jesus saw the good in Paul. You understand what I'm saying? And so what's, what I'm saying is you is that a lot of the things on social media are blinding people. You're blind. You're being blinded because you're being caught up in a way that, yes, it's OK to have righteous judgment. I'm one who believes in righteous judgment, but I also do believe in grace in mercy. I do, because that's what Jesus Christ is all about. He's about love. The one thing that we don't preach about enough about Jesus Christ is his love. There can't be so much wrong with a person. You guys act like that. Anybody in the ministry has never had a past. You guys act like there's not one person in this world who's preaching that cannot make a mistake. You're going to have that happen in the Bible. Go, go look at the book of Kings. Find out about all those Kings, what they did, Find, read the story. Matter of fact, just read the Bible in general, read the whole Bible. Learn about how many people God had put in position to do certain things and how they failed, But God also uplifted them. They came back and they repented and they came back to God. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. No matter what you did in your life doesn't mean that you can't be saved and born again. That's why God says that a man can be born again if he accepts that he has that Jesus Christ is Lord and he accepts his word and he lives out that word. So those of you who go to these channels and you feel like because you're hearing someone call out how somebody's living and how they're not living right, while you're taking all your time to look at the mistakes, then make sure you're also taking the time to find out what good that person has in them and, and about how God and, and do some praying for other people. If you see somebody's not on the right track, pray for them. We've developed this cycle. Even back in the day, you could have people going to the churches, you go into a church and, and, and automatically you're being judged. You're being judged when you're in the church. You don't know where this person come from. You don't know what they can afford to put on their backs. But if they're coming into that house, it's a reason they're coming into the house. God is sending them there to that house. Whether their lifestyle isn't the way you want to be, if they're gay or whatever, and they're in your house. It's a reason for them to be in that house. But you're running the people of God away. You're, You're running the chosen, actually. Because a lot of people who we don't feel fit into the ideal look of Christianity are the chosen ones. I didn't come from a, a, a squeaky clean background. I was young. In the 80s, I was doing things in the 80s. I was young. 16 and 15. So, so you mean to tell me. 15 and 16, when I was out here in the streets, going to clubs and, and, and getting involved with things, uh, trying out cigarettes, trying out beer for the first time, hiding from my parents. So they wouldn't find out who my friends were at 15 and 16. Do you believe that discredit me? God chose me. He gave me a word to do. I'm here today. So my thing is we're getting involved with the wrong things and we're getting involved with the stuff that's not uplifting Christ. And you guys are calling this stuff good, but it's not. Wake up. You're calling it good. You're calling good, good, good. You're calling bad, good. And good, bad. But Jesus Christ, if we didn't have Jesus, my, 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 where would we be? Where would we be if we didn't have the Lord? Because I'm telling you, we would be in a totally mixed up situation. Right now is critical people. It is critical. I have been serving my, I have been doing my service by uplifting African-American people for the longest. I have been an advocate for, for promoting black people, but promoting the people who want to be different and who want a new life and who want to be with Christ and who want to live the right way, not promoting a, a organization based on your feelings. No, 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 no. I'm here to promote black people to say, Hey, come to Christ. I'm here to promote white people to say, come to Christ. I'm here to, 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 to to advocate for people in the, in the Hispanic community, come to Christ. Because right now you guys got this color thing where the government has your mind so mixed up that you believe an organization is going to help you get to where you need to be in your feelings. But the answer is prayer, prayer, fasting. That is the, that is the key denying the flesh. There is only one way service service. And no matter what you do, you got to live with what you do. Do it in honesty, do it with integrity. But but what thing people got to understand is when you're saying that you want to do something for the Lord. Now, now, when you when you get on, you may not be doing a McDonald's job. You may not be doing a Starbucks job. You may not be doing a mall job. You may not be doing a social media influencing job. But 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 when you say you want to do the work for the Lord, when you say you want to do this Bible thing or whatever you want to call it, because a lot of you ain't taking it serious. But whenever you say that you want to do something for the Lord, oh, God, that's nothing you play with. You got to come correct. There is an order that you got to do. You can't, you can't take God's word and do whatever you want to do with God's word. God will remove you quickly. It's been done. You're not needed. He just chose you for this moment. And if you deny it, he can always find somebody else to do the job. A lot of you believe that you're irreplaceable, but God don't need us. He doesn't, but he's given us an opportunity to uphold what we told him we were going to do. So whatever you do, do it and do it at the kingdom of heaven level, the kingdom of heaven level. Because it's getting out of hand and we got a lot of impersonators. God says many will come and say that they know me. their hearts are far from me. You got many people who say that I am the Christ and they're not. Be aware of where you're putting yourself in. Be aware of what you're looking at. Be aware. Use your discernment. You have discernment because when you hear somebody speak, I'm going to be honest. I'm telling you a true story and I'm going to let, I'm going to let it go because this is supposed to be a good conversation. We're just supposed to be having a conversation about Christ. And I thank the Lord for this message because it's in due time, due season, because right now when people banning the Bibles out of the schools, they're telling you that you can't eat this. You can't eat that. They even taking the meat that God says that should be grown from the earth. All the things that we're supposed to be doing the way that God wants to do is being changed. Now they Now they're processing meat through machines, now you're not even going to be eating real meat. You're going to be eating sales of chickens. Now, I, I know a lot of you've been watching the news. I've been watching the news. This is why we come to this channel to talk about what's really going on. Right, people? We come here to talk about what's really going on. The facts. Um, but we're so distracted with the world that God is saying, get back to Bible. Because if you know me. You'll hear me. You'll know that I am God and his sheep hears his voice. They come running. You can't be a sheep and not recognize the voice of the Lord. You can't possibly. And the reason why you you can't hear is because the enemy is in your ear. The enemy's got you thinking and believing things that are not true. You doubt yourself because the enemy is allowing you to doubt yourself. God is not a God of doubt. Anything that doesn't uplift the kingdom is not of God. That's number one. So you don't have to be ever confused about why, why am I walking around feeling this way? Why do I feel like I'm no good? Why, why would God do that? God, that ain't God. God doesn't put in your mind a why something happened because whatever happened, it happened for the better of God. God, God did it for the better of you. He wanted to uplift the kingdom. So whatever you going through, your struggles, your, t- your trials, whatever, just know, count it all joy. That'll settle that argument with the enemy. He don't like to hear that, but that'll settle that argument because the devil knows how powerful you are. He knows that the most powerful thing we have is our tongue. That determines our life and our death. That's where the power is. And sometimes you can have someone that has a weapon in their mouth that they can give you the Lord's work. And it will just touch people. And allow people to change how they act, what they do, where they go, who they see how they portray life, how they look at life, how they view things. Speaking into your life with positive is always the key. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Allow God to touch the tongue so that the speaker can speak. You have to ask God to do that. Lord, when I don't know what to say, give me the words to say. Lord, when I don't know how to think because the enemies attacking my mind, Lord, give me the mind to think. All you got to do is ask, because when you are accepted into the kingdom of heaven, that is the power you have. Use your power. That is why we are struggling, because we're not using our power. Speak on that situation. God says, have faith, even if it's small as a mustard seed. Have that faith. Speak it and know that I will answer. When you love a God and God loves you and he's clearly showing you, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. You see, I'm here. I'm giving you information. I'm telling you, you're hearing it. You are chosen. This is what I want you to do. And you still doubt. It's something wrong. You have developed a way of life that now you've been caught up into this worldly situation that God told you in the first place. It wasn't a good idea. And now you can't even think straight. Even when he's speaking, you can't even discern his voice because the enemy has had his hand on you for the longest. He's been trying to make you something that you're not. He's been trying to take away what God has given you. He doesn't want you to have the power that he knows you have because when you discover that your power is great, there is nothing the devil can do to you. He knows that you are a threat. That everything you say, how you're going to heal people, how you're going to touch people. God is already answering those prayers. He knows you want to be to have a power prayer. He knows you want to heal people. He knows you want to stand first for him. He knows you want to walk in faith. He knows that you want to be a part of the kingdom. He knows you want to be accepted into his family. But everything that the devil is doing is trying to deter you to doing something else. And sometimes you got to tell people, no, the answer is no to some things you do. Because when you got such a big work like this, how do you have time for anything else? Honestly, I I don't understand how how ministers have time to get on social media, talk about what such and such ain't doing, how they ain't doing it. And every day you're doing the same message, but the word of God is not being delivered. How do you have that time? How do you have that time to know every single thing wrong with every single person, but you still have no good about that person? How do you have a discernment from the Lord? How do you have a, a hearing from the Lord? Because even the prostitutes in the city that wash God's feet, It was something good about them that he noticed. And he prayed for those people. He prayed for those people. My goal for the week was to pray for celebrities. There's a lot of people who are doing things they shouldn't be doing, but there is good in everything. Everything that God made from his hand is good. It's just that the enemy has taken them and has created something that they shouldn't be doing. And now they're doing the wrong thing, but they were created for God. Those people who go into ministries and, and, and at one point, and I want to make this short, I got to cut this off. I know I'm, I'm, I'm going on and on, but, it, but the message has to be delivered. At, at, at one point, there was a situation where they had people in the ministry and they were, they were singing and they were dancing and the music was so good. You know, the music was good. We were, we were singing for the Lord. And then you hear later on, you got another bop. You got another move in that thing that just didn't seem right. And then before you get out of that move, then you got another jerk that don't look right. And then before you know it, you got people coming from the outside, coming in to destroy the church. And and, 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 and now, it's, now it's becoming something that shouldn't be. What was created for God has also turned into a mockery. The enemy will take anything he possibly can to make it seem like it's a bad thing and there is no good in it. When the the intentions in the beginning was to be good. Now they're saying in some places that you can't sing for God because singing and instruments is bad. But God says in the Bible, let everything that has breath rejoice in the Lord, but in order. Because see, the enemy knew and he took that. So that's why you started taking things away. Now we don't even want to even clap our hands to certain things. You don't even want to listen to music anymore because you're afraid. Oh, that ain't good. That ain't good. Everything can't be bad. But I will say, be mindful. There are some places that they're bringing in the world, in the churches, and it's wrong. It needs to be called out. It needs to be righteous judgment. But then when you call out that righteous judgment, then you say, but God did say that we must uplift his name. But in order and respect. Don't bring the outside into God's place. Everything is your service matters. What you do in your service is going to determine how you end up. And if you're if, you, if you're going to bring things into God's house that it shouldn't be there, then you're 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 you gotta you gotta you're gonna have a hard time because God gonna gonna make sure He gets His kingdom in order. God ain't gonna allow His kingdom to be wrecked. He's not gonna allow somebody to come in and destroy what He has created. You may have been called, sir, ma'am, but you can be replaced. So. Um, don't, don't take being chosen as a way to, that, that, that you can't be removed. Being chosen has nothing to do with being removed because you can be removed. If you step out of line, God doesn't need us. We need him. And that's what we need to be on that. Uh, but, but I say everything you do, whatever service you do, stand up for something. I had to learn. I used to, do, I used to be in the music scene. I used to, I, back in the day, I used to sing the world in music. And God said, no, my child, no, I didn't create you for this. I answered the call and I said, you know what, Lord? I will never disappoint you like that again. I I won't put my mouth on something like that again, because I know that's not what you want me to do. The enemy entertained that idea. He made me think back in the day, this is what I should be doing. A year ago, he entertained that idea to me. Trying to get me back into something that I know God knows. No, you got to tell the enemy. No, you ain't made for that. You're not made for it. Um, That ain't what God made you for. You, you're worth more than that. You're worth more than putting yourself out here in this world, showing your body all over the place to people who don't deserve you. What, what, what are you doing? This is the karma. And I know celebrities hear this stuff all the time. A lot of celebrities who have had an awakening, they call it a, a spiritual awakening, a, a, t- a turning back over, a life turning over. You know, a, 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 a lot of, a lot of people who've had that, oh, I need to do better. It was a reason. God was calling you. You were chosen. I don't care what anybody says about you. Now, if if you're a celebrity, you're doing wrong. You're doing the devil's work, what they call it. You're you, you're in entertainment business. You're singing God uh devil songs. You're you because I I call it the devil's worship. Anytime you got people half naked showing their bodies, saying profanity, uh, acting out of your character, that's not God made made us in His image. It's no way in the world God would have somebody He made in His image be made for that. Let's be clear, Amen. So when you realize. And you answer that call. God is calling all his people, not just just the chosen, but everybody. God is saying this gift is for everybody who wants it. I'm a God who gives to everybody. I'm not just your God. I'm everybody's God. So there's plenty for everybody to have. Come taste and see that I am good. Come drink and you'll never be thirsty again. This is the thing that God wants people to understand and see. Sometimes when you do things, you start to realize sometimes you impress yourself, you know. When you're doing the Lord's work, because God already knew what you had in you, but God had to touch you in order for you to understand where you are, but He didn't make us for that. His own people have turned against Him, those people who are in that industry, they choose to do that they they wasn't they they weren't supposed to they chose to do it, but God has been calling them just like He's been calling everybody else. God says, no man will be left." Without knowing who he is, they will hear the word of God. Those who have heard the word of God in that industry, they know who they are. They just choose it. Uh, mm, I'm not with it. I'm uh, Not right now. But God is saying when, because it's going to come a time where it may be too late and you might not have a chance to change. So when are you ever going to decide that you want to get this thing right? When are you ever going to get it right? You know, when I, I'm coming to you today, but you said saying mm, not today. I know I shouldn't be doing this, and yes, this doesn't feel. I do want to do something different. I don't want to do that anymore. They don't even know why they're saying they don't want to do this anymore. I, 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 if you guys pay attention to celebrities, lately it's it's been really heartbreaking because we're seeing celebrities die, literally die. It's sad. Broken promises, broken dreams. You could have been doing something so great for God and have been, you know, just, it's just sad. I just, I I don't even want to even talk about it. Just so sad because so many people are going to the grave with broken dreams and lack of, of, of work in the kingdom of heaven. Just because God called you here to do a job here doesn't mean it stops here. It continues. Your work continues. You, you're not just going to be here preaching But you may be great in heaven. God may have you set up to do something magnificent in heaven. Just the job doesn't end here on earth. It continues in heaven. That's why God says store up. The kingdom of heaven store up for the kingdom of heaven. You're doing everything for the kingdom. God needs to know who's going to be that person to stand. When I go to heaven, I'm claiming it. When I go to heaven, I'm going to speak for the Lord. I'm going to, I'm going to be a presenter. This is my dream. This is my dream. When I die and I am no longer here, I'm going to be the, the, one of the things that God uses. I, I say, Lord, let me be a vessel. Lord, let me preach. Let me, let, let this thing you got on me. That won't let me go. The thing that you won't let go. Allow me God to use it in the kingdom. I want to be great in the kingdom. I want to do something great for my Lord. I want to speak on his behalf. I want to present the Lord. Okay? I got dreams. I'm not I'm not thinking in this sense here. I got dreams. I I'm, I'm going places. I don't care what nobody think. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. I'm going places. When I die, it don't end there. I got things to do for the Lord. I got a I work to do. I'm going to speak for God. I'm going to be an announcer for the Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing for the Lord. I got a gift of, of voice. I got a voice. I'm going to sing for God. Okay, I got things I'm gonna be doing. I got jobs, and I and I'm I'm telling God, Lord, promote me, move me up, Lord, bring me to levels that I've never experienced, God. Use me because that is what I'm gonna be done. I, I I wanna be used for you because I'm created in your image. This is what you wanted of me. I'm going to work my jobs, but God, everything I do, I will build up the kingdom. And when I do build up the kingdom, everything that I must give to you, God, my 10%, it will go or 10% or more, whatever needs to be done, whatever you say, God needs to be given, let it be given. But, but, but I, I'm, I'm getting ready for the kingdom. I got things I'm going to be doing. I, I got places. I got to I got to go. I got to reach people because when I die and you, and you encounter that experience, you're going to remember me. Okay. You're going to remember that God used me. I hope I see you there. I hope I see you in heaven. I want you to I want you to remember all the things I said when I'm dead and gone and you heard these messages. know what I said and just know that when I'm gone, I'm in a better place because I know the Lord is going to take care of me. I know the Lord got jobs for me. He's using I'm a vessel for God. I'm a weapon. Okay, I'm one of God's weapons and ain't nothing can stop me. Nothing, because I believe that. I believe that I'm so powerful because I know Jesus that nothing can bring me down. I walk out knowing who I belong to. I know I'm a queen. You ain't got to tell me that I'm nothing because I know my value. I know where I come from. I know who created me. I know what I have in me. And when I call on him, I know he will answer. So therefore it is nothing you can do or say to me to make me feel bad about nothing I've done in my past because God says my past does not make me, but my future is everything. Okay. My past isn't making my future is everything. And I'm looking forward I'm looking forward. So, whatever you think about me, whatever you laugh at me, do whatever you want to do because all this you do, the enemy is playing a part, and everything you do is only allow me to get to my game. Amen. So leave it there. Just know that whatever you do, do it for the kingdom, do it for service. Okay? And know that everything can't just be all bad. There is good in everything, but the enemy has. allowed us to see that it's just so bad and it can't be repaired. A lot of us wish on people's downfalls and we do on their, on their upcomings. I can't understand that. You will literally see someone's child progressing and doing well. They could be a good sports player. They could be a a good singer. And maybe your child may not be at that capability of the other child that may be growing in that same uh, generation. Right. But as parents, we have even also developed a thing where we're envious. We will pray down a child. God says children must be the most sacred thing, but we will pray down a child. That's why I say, don't let people put their hands on your children when you don't know where that spirit comes from. You got people right now who are going in their homes, praying down on your child, praying the devil's prayers. Because they don't want to see that child progress. You got jealousy in your own family. People don't want your child to excel. They're jealous of your own child and you don't even know it. And you're telling your child to sit down and dim their light. Because your your people don't know how to deal with it. That's the price you have to pay. Because that's God's child. All of them are God's children. But the way that we're going by doing things. People, we're out of line. We're out of line. And I'm going to say that I'm going to leave it there. This is going on way too long. But the message had to be delivered. I love you guys. Be blessed. And I'll see you guys later.